Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robots Radio presents... You're listening to the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast, the best way for everyone from experienced dungeon masters to those curious about D&D to learn more about the worlds, creatures, and lore of Dungeons & Dragons. Hello and welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. My name is Sergio. And I'm Mary. And we will be your lore master and lore mistress for this episode and for episodes that come. I always say, I feel weird when I say that, like, you know, like, this is like the only time we'll be here. You're going like, to suddenly surprise just some <laughs> random person one week, have one person different. Right. And then, but uh, no, yeah, we're we're in it for the long haul. And uh, as such, we're gonna talk some. Uh, we're gonna talk some D and D lore. We're gonna talk some giant space hamster lore. Mm-hmm, some mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. ranger slash berserker lore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Purple tattoo lore. I'm here for the purple tattoo lore and the space hamster, of course. We're gonna talk some minx and boo. Yeah. So if you are unfamiliar with minx and boo. You you might have picked up the or seen the cover of the latest Spelljammer release, and mm-hmm. and one of the books is named Boo's Astral Menagerie, and on the cover is is a is a fella with a giant purple tattoo on his on his bald dome head, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, with a little hamster. Uh, the hamster is Boo, and that uh, the big guy his name is Minx. I like it. I did not know this, and these were completely unknown to me. Until so, uh, jumping into researching. So uh, Minsk is a ranger from Rashomon in the Forgotten Realms campaign. And he has that very distinctive purple tattoo that covers most of the right side of that big shiny bolt head. I feel like if I, I, I feel like I could play like um like a kid version of, of Minsk in uh, like a cosplay him having a bald head myself i i just thought the hat was your hair i thought it was fancy i'm sorry i didn't know i have i've <laughs> surgically uh implanted a D lore cast hat onto my head I'm, i told you i'm in it, it was for the part long of this haul. contract i'm it in it for the contract. long haul you know this is very serious <laughs> yes. to me 
I take this very seriously. So this uh, Rasha Mar is best known for his roles in the Baldur's Gate video game. So a lot of the lore that we discuss comes from those video games as mm-hmm. well as the IDW comic book series, which uh, I was I have heard I'd heard of, but I've never read. So it was oh. very interesting digging into that stuff to get some of this lore. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. So uh Minsk actually starts off as a character in a like a, a regular campaign, the the same that, that you or I run or that any of our listeners run, mm-hmm. of a gentleman named James Olin. And James would then go on to become the lead designer of the first of the Baldur's Gate games. And the game's lead writer, Lucas Chris Chris Johnson. Uh, filled in. I feel like I always have to say that when it comes to sort of those like those Scandinavian names. Yeah. Kind of how you uh pronounce like the IKEA um like bookcases and and beds and stuff like desks. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. They filled in some of the blanks of the character and made uh Minsky ready for three D polygonal glory. And what glory it is. So early in his career, uh, the ranger preferred to hunt gnolls and vampires, but by the 1480s, Dale Reckoning DR, he would change his favorite enemy to simply evil. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't care what you are. If you're evil, I'm going to take you, you out. So tell us about the storyline for the first Baldur's Gate game. Okay. So first game, um, I'm going to, preface with I apologize for any and all mispronunciations that are going to come out of my mouth. Just a blanket apology like from now on. <laughs> so I only have to do it I once. mean kind of kind of par for the course when it comes to a lot of D&D. Mhm. Because mm-hmm. you um and one thing I um I think like when it comes to um, the city of Sigil mm-hmm. which is spelled S I G I L which is an actual word in the English language, which is pronounced sigil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people, I like <laughs> reading like a, a message board sort of debate as to how it was pronounced. And someone's like, it's sigil. It's been like confirmed as sigil. And someone's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because, you know, according to the rules of phonetics and grammar, blah, blah, blah. And someone's Aww. like, okay, well, this is a made up place. So they can literally call it and pronounce yeah, it however the they, heck want. they want. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. But anyhow, that being stated, um, so Minsk is a warrior. He is preparing for his Dajima, I'm assuming, or is it Dajima? Again. 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 All right. Well, it's probably going to be a little bit of both then. Um, That is a coming-of-age tradition for young uh, Rashomar men. Uh, They travel to foreign lands to see and understand and explore more of the world. Kind of a discovery-type journey, right? I like that. I like that, you know, not only, I mean, usually like these sort of coming of age traditions have to do with like, well, go out there and then kill something big and bring it back. Go uh, do a murder. Yeah, go and do a murder. And you will be a man. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the the Rashomar, you know, aren't, you know, uh, completely opposed to that idea should something right. like that arise in in the, you know, in the time of while they're doing this, while they're doing their the, the mm-hmm. Gemma or the Gemma. Um, but more, it's more like, just like, Hey, like go become like, go, 
yeah, be more well-rounded of a person. I like right. that. Right. Kind of get out and see what other cultures. That's not a bad idea. I would be okay with this happening with people currently as well. For um, sure. So his Sejima, uh Minsk is to serve as a bodyguard to Dinah, Dinah Hare. Um, who is at times described as a witch and other times she's called a mage. So I'm assuming a sorceress of sorts then. Right, right. Uh, um, so to him though, to Minsk, this was not just some job or some task or like just something you have to do. He was dedicated to it. He was absolutely dedicated to the protection of Dina Hare um, and believed her to be this wonderfully brilliant woman that would lead him to glory so he had his eyes on the prize from the get-go i like it ready to climb to the top so he's described as having been a ranger but interesting thing is his intelligence score is lower than one might expect for that class it's i mean it's a bit lower than you would expect for just about any class (laughs) I couldn't find what it actually is. Do you know what it actually? I think it was an eight, like an eight or a nine. Yeah, eight. Oh, definitely single digits, high single digits, but you know, but still single digits below that sort of like threshold of ten, where you know you um, at least average. Well, yeah, I mean, you you begin to get penalties as a result. Oh yeah, that's right. Poor guy. So. This disparity is chalked up to an unknown head injury that accounts for three different things. One, that low intelligence score. Right. Two, his very simple um, but very moral views and his tendency to fly into berserker type rages. Right. So as a berserker, strong desire to uphold good and be heroic but with an extreme fervor that causes those around him to regard him as potentially unstable and insane. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, he is a very good and heroic person. Like, obviously he like, you know, he, like his favorite enemy is just evil. Just, the bad things. <laughs> just the bad. If you're evil, yeah, I'm coming for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's sort of like that sort of extreme fervor that you mentioned that, even his allies are like, I don't, I'm not quite sure about this guy. You know, we might have to be careful around him. He's a little bit crazy. The third thing that this accounted for is his belief that Boo, the miniature giant space hamster, um, was actually a wise sage. And he often consulted with him for guidance, which I'm sorry, but that just makes him precious to me. Also doesn't help the whole he might be insane. Oh, well, yeah, I, mean, I guess that too. I guess it, it does help that, you know, it doesn't help those who are like, no, he's fine. He's totally cool. Like he's not insane. He's talking to that hamster for other reasons. Um, and then <laughs> his catchphrases, he has, he has a multitude of catchphrases. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. He has a multitude of catchphrases that are, uh, that are very hilarious. Um, as you know, and you can hear these in, in the Baldur's Gate games. They're, you know, um, the voice acting. Uh, one of them is butt kicking for goodness, which is, I You're mean, for it. like, like, what are you doing here? Uh, Minsk, I'm butt kicking for goodness. Uh, feel <laughs> the backhand of justice. 
again very <laughs> awesome uh less talk more fight very direct Perfect. i love it and of course <laughs> everyone's favorite go for the eyes boo go for the eyes i'm sensing a theme i mean he's 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 here to kick butt and he's here to for justice for justice and goodness yeah. <laughs> i love it So what else happens in this game? Oh, gosh. Um, so in his Dejima, in order to gain entrance to the Ice Dragon Berserker Lodge, which, oh, that's why he's, excuse me, is right. on. That's what he's out doing. So sorry. Um, which, that just sounds like the most terrifying place. And I want nothing to do with anything in that sentence. And he's, like, trying to get into it. He's trying to, like... He's trying to join the ranks of the Ice Dragon Berserker Lodge. Again. That just that that, that another tick for that crazy scale, isn't it? Just, just one more tick. Just one more little check mark off of there. So he and um in Baldur's Gate, he and Dianair are ambushed by Knowles. She's taken captured. Taken captured. Sure, she's she captured. She taken captured. Taken captured. <laughs> That's when I try to That's, make two sentences. No, yeah. When you want you when you're trying to like figure out like, do I want to say thing A or thing B? And then you're like, fuck it, I'll just say them both. I'll just say all the things. I'll say all of them. <laughs> Everyone wins that way. Well, sometimes. Um, and he's take you know, they were taken to she's captured, taken to their stronghold, right? So when the party comes upon Minsk, he orders all of you to stop so that Boo may judge you. And right. apparently upon this judgment, he deems them acceptable and uh, requests their assistance in saving Dianair. So this becomes part of the quest, um, becomes one of the quests, and player goes about their business and rescues her from her unfortunate situation. <laughs> um, you're then given the option to add either Minsk and or Dianair to the party that will eventually fight the uh, BBEG. The I'm big bad. The end of the game. Bad end of the game. Um, following this, um, after all of this situation settles down, everything's taken care of. Minsk and Dianair settle in Baldur's Gate for a little while. Um, there, you know, there she had been doing some research, things of that nature, and they've settled in here. Shortly after that, um, a hero, Abdel Adrian who was known for his travel across much of Faerun and had been said to have saved it on three separate occasions. This gentleman, this hero, was uh, released from prison. Our heroes join him along with um, a young mage named Emowen, Emowen, and the Harpers, Jahira and Khalid. So we got guys. a whole group, a whole group of heroes together now. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They picked up some more party members and moved on about their, you know, about their way. This party is ambushed in the forest and taken captive. They are held in a dungeon below Athkatla, where several of them are tortured and murdered in front of the rest of their party members. This includes, unfortunately, Dianair. That's a heavy blow to our purple tattooed friend. Who was already bordering on insane, and you're gonna take away his witch and kill her? Not a good, not a not a not wise a good, choice. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, he is absolutely, as expected, devastated by this. Um, 
his death to him was because of his own failure. He was unable to protect her, unable to keep her safe. He had lost both her and had failed his Dajima. Um, It is believed that he and two of the other party members, the two that survived, all escaped around the same time and had traveled elsewhere. Um, Him, M-O-N, and Abdel had made their escape. So what what is next for our purple tattooed friend? Do you want to discuss what's next, good sir? Well, so he escapes his dungeon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then somewhere around 1409 DR, also known as the Year of True Omens. Again, always with the names in the DR. Like I love I, it. It's it's fantastic, but you know, it's gotta it's gotta be nerve wracking, especially this I far just, into the game. I just want a list of all of the years. Oh yeah, for know. sure. I mean, but then like, you know, how how do they keep just come keep coming up with names? Uh so uh in Baldur's Gate in Baldur's Gate, a merchant by the name of Orbert Lule has a nine foot tall statue built in the upper city. Uh, in a district of the upper city called the wide now this statue is a larger than life sort of uh re uh, um uh, what's the, what's the word i'm looking for here depiction depiction did not re anything uh, no larger, re? Than, <laughs> larger than life <laughs> depiction of of mints and boo and the statue is called the beloved ranger uh, depicting Minsk cupping his beloved Boo in his hands. It's become a popular meeting place and landmark of the city. At one point, about 70 years later in seven, 1479 DR, Year of the Ageless One, mm-hmm. it was vandalized by some teens. They broke the hands off, and they broke the hands and with it Boo off of it. And they were later found apprehended and the statue was repaired. Uh, so some very like Bart Simpson action going on yeah. in Baldur's Gate. So good Teenagers to know that even in even in the Forgotten Realms, like kids <laughs> still sort of get into like the same shenanigans as they do in Springfield. I love it. Uh, during the next decade, the statue, the beloved ranger statue was struck by wild magic, by a wild magic surge uh, that was caused by a mage named Delina, and this surge of magic dispelled the purification spell that brought Minsk and, of course, Boo back to life. So it wasn't a statue at all. It was uh-uh. actually the adventurers themselves mm-hmm. petrified. Yep. Uh, and they they requested this and as a, as a way to sort of um, ensure that they will always be around for when they are needed at Bal- in Baldur's Ooh. Gate. So together, they eventually fled the city watch, uh, fled from the city watch, and joined mm-hmm. up with a pair of thieves, Shandy and Cridal. And eventually, this group uncovered the schemes of a local cell of the cult of the dragon. And so, thus begins once again the adventures of Minsk and his beautiful, beloved, beloved miniature giant space hamster. Of course. So. That being said, we're going to dive into more lore when we come back from the middle of the show. But for right now, let's go ahead and thank our patrons and see what's going on in the DMs Guild. What do you say? Um, Of course. Sounds like the perfect idea.
Hello and welcome to the middle of the show where we thank our patrons, discuss mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. Uh, recent news or updates, uh, miniature announcements, uh, book mm-hmm. news, anything like that, as well as check out what's going on on the DMs Guild. Uh, first and foremost, let's thank some of our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all of our patrons. Yeah. You know, thank you for so much for supporting the show. But in particular, we want to thank our summer babies. We want to thank Mike S and Jack, who signed up over the the incredibly hot summer and uh-huh. began supporting the show. Uh, thank you so much to them, and again, thank you to the rest of our patrons. Very if you so. are interested in supporting the show in this manner. You can head on over to patreon.com slash D&D Lorecast, where we have several tiers as low as five bucks. You can get um, ad-free early episodes of the show. Mm -hmm. You can get stickers. You can get uh, bonus shows, bonus content, the Patreon Plus installments, which is a a deeper dive into the content, uh, as well as full-on bonus shows, like where we talk about something completely different. That's only available to Patreon subscribers. Yep. Uh, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, you get to have one of us play in your in uh, in a one shot of your campaign, mm-hmm. or in a, in a session of your of your game, or we'll we will DM a a one shot for you and and your friends and family, uh, or perhaps like or perhaps mm-hmm. your enemies. Mm-hmm. Like I've always wanted to play D anD D with my enemies so I can kill them without getting yeah. in trouble for it. That's that's a little bit dark, but yeah, if that's what you're into. I mean, that's 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 where uh, that's immediately where my mind goes. So, <laughs> what that says about me, I'm not sure. But yeah, so uh, like I said, definitely check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/DndLorecast if you're interested in that. Uh, but what are some other ways that they can support the show, Mary? Oh goodness, you can visit us on Twitter at a uh, you know DndLorecast. Um, email us same at gmail.com. I mean. Like we're both all over the place. There's the uh, Robots Radio Discord, the Dungeons and Dragons channel as well. And, you know, you might find some other kind of lore cast there too that are all Robots Radio to, uh, you know, find more stuff and more interesting people to talk to. Yeah, there is Resident Evil lore cast. There yep. is Elder Scrolls lore cast. Mm-hmm. There is uh, the newest one that, that Tom started, the Lord of the Rings lore cast, which... Uh, I mean, the Amazon Prime show just released, just dropped the first mm. two episodes. So, yep. Uh, and then there's House of Dragons on HBO Max. So, like, we're kind of living in a fantasy like buffet right now. It's it like, is so delicious to live in the fantasy material buffet. I mean, from like the, in the second half of 2022, we're getting three different D and D books. So we've mm-hmm. we've already gotten Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. We've already mm-hmm, gotten Spelljammer mm-hmm. and we've still got mm-hmm, Dragonlance mm-hmm. to come. And then we've got these two, you know, um, these two shows right now. Not that I'm counting down. It's like two months away. Dragonlance is very excited. Yeah. Three. Very I can exciting. count to December. I'm sure you can. Yeah, of course. We're, <laughs> I'll make sure to edit that part out where you say it's only two months away. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't believe him. And so, yeah. And so, uh, no, well, I don't see why you should. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. So that way people <laughs> like, well, no, like, you know. Like, she can't count. I'm not going to listen to her. <laughs> but she can count. Trust me. I can. I just stop at like 5 p.m. I clock out of being able to use math skills. I mean, what's the point, really? What's the point? 
But uh, yeah, so that, not much in the, in the way of D&D news per se. But yeah, if you are interested in in talking some fantasy stuff, or mm-hmm. t- obviously talking D&D or just talking fantasy stuff in general, head on over to the Robots Radio Discord. Like There are plenty of places to get down. Oh yeah, there is something for literally everyone. Pretty much, pretty much. Let's get on down to the DMs Guild. Now, <laughs> this week's entry isn't homebrew per se because if you look at you know like if you if the dms guild it'll have the title of the of the content the title of the book Mm -hmm. and then it'll underneath that it says from and it gives you the names of of the person or people that are responsible for putting that content together and Uh this week's uh entry that person is actually wizards of the coast oh so it's okay. not like I said, not exactly homebrew per se, mm-hmm. um, but this came out uh, about a year ago or so. It's uh, Minsk and Boo's Journal of Villainy. Oh, okay. So it says a century has passed since the Ball Spawn fought over the legacy of their father, Ball, the Lord of Murder. Mm-hmm. Two heroes witnessed the epic struggle firsthand: the Ranger Minsk and his faithful companion, Boo. They were able to track down old friends and hated enemies and find out what they've been up to over the past century. They've compiled everything into this journal, edited by the traveler extraordinaire, Volo Gedarm. And so this journal is uh, sort of like a, it's a companion piece to the Forgotten Realms. It includes... Hmm. Um, kind of primers on cities such as Baldur's Gate, um, 10 group patrons uh, that are led by some of the uh, heroes that we'll talk about in the second half of the show. It's got new monsters. It's got arch villains that you could put into your campaigns. Uh, It's even got like, you know, examples of henchmen that you could use as well. It's very cool. It's, you know, and it's made by, uh, by Wizards of the Coast. In fact, the head writer is James Olin himself the 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 guy who's Creator? you know who's well he, uh it was one of his uh one of his um players that created the Gosh. characters but it was his campaign that they originated in and so he's it. the head writer and for me the most important part of this is that all proceeds from this journal benefit mm-hmm. extra life Extra Life unites thousands of gamers around the world to play games in support of their local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Since its inception in 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $30 million for sick and injured kids. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's incredible. So, like I said, all the proceeds from this book go to an amazing cause. You can buy the PDF for $14.95. Uh, and I and I had and you can also get the PDF as well as a hardcover of the book for forty four ninety five, which I definitely on my wish list for sure. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm nothing absolutely. if I'm nothing if not a sucker for physical D and D books. And mm-hmm. if I can help out a good cause while I'm doing it, well, that's just it's win win for me. That's yeah. You don't even have to argue with yourself about it, right? It's like I'm doing like uh, this isn't for me. This is for the kids. The kickback for me, that's just a little karma bonus, a pat on the back. Be for doing a good thing. For doing a good thing. 
<laughs> so yeah, definitely check it out. Of course, uh, link will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, what do you say we uh, finish talking up some lore? Oh yeah, let's get back to that. Welcome to the second half of the show. We'll finish mm-hmm. our lore talk on Minsk and Ambu. So when we last left them, um, unfortunately, Dinah Hare had was killed, um, mm-hmm. and Minsk was, you know, heart- heartbroken, distraught. Uh, he has he had let, you know, his his companion, the you know, the person he was supposed to be protecting die mm-hmm. uh and as a result also failed in his dejema and so he allows himself and boo to be petrified in the middle of Baldur's gate under the guise of it being a statue so that when danger once again you know surfaces they'll be there to 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 vanquish it Save to, to, to yeah. give it a backhand that's of yeah justice so they sometime has passed. Minsk and his companions soon become known as the heroes of Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate. And it's with these heroes, with these fellow adventurers, that they proceed to go on tons of exploits and 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 fun. And a lot of this comes from the aforementioned IDW comic book series. So uh, they're working as cell swords in the lower city, which is a district of Baldur's Gate. And while doing so, they help defend a temple of Kelimvor, who is the god of death and master of the crystal spire in the Fugue Plain. And they defend this temple from a group of werewolves that had somehow uh, that had bro- somehow broken in while they mm-hmm. were searching for a magic amulet. So these werewolves break in. They're off. They're fought off, and they fled. They flee with temple relics, as well as a cleric of the temple named Neris, you know, in tow. So, of course, you know what? What do Minsk and Boo do? What would any hero do? Oh, you know what they do. They chase them down. They, they chase them back to their lair. And so Minsk, Boo, and the companions, they are swallowed by our good old friends, the Mists. And they find themselves transported into the land of Barovia. One of my favorite places. I wish it I'm, is. it's, you know, it's one of mine too, but you messaged me explicitly to be like, oh my gosh, I love the domains of dread so much. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you cover this part. <laughs> oh, that's so kind of you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm nothing if not a kind person that this it makes up, true. it makes up for the, uh, wanting to kill enemies in a D and D game. <laughs> That's true. It balances it out. Karmic justice. Here we go. So they are transported into this lovely, hospitable land of Barovia, which is just like the greatest place ever, right? Super happy and nobody's ever sad and nothing horrible happens there, right? It's the actual worst and it's terrible. (laughs) Um, So once they're there, um, they come upon the Vasani people, a group of folks that live there, work there, transport people back and forth between Barovia and Faerun and where, where have you. And Minsk has his fortune partially read by Madame Eva, who is a fortune teller. And I say partially because, you know, a little bit ways through whenever she tells him that they are 
not going to be successful in their, you know, in their mission to eradicate the land that they're in of its evil, he gets angry, gets up, storms out of the tent because he's not having any of that. He can't I mean, stand the idea of losing. He is I a mean, hero. If there's evil afoot, he's I'm, gotta, I'm going to vanquish it. That's his very favorite thing. Um, it's party. Um, while they're traveling throughout Barovia, happen to save the son of a local were raven, uh, Davian Martikov, and end up spending the night at a at the local winery, which is associated with the business that uh, Davian has. So in the morning, <laughs> the our lovely party is traveling to Valaki. They make it there and happen to show up whenever there is a parade going on, the Parade of Purple, as was decreed by um, Vargas Valakovich, the burgomaster of um, Valaki, almost like he was named for it or it was named for him. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? It was probably named for him. So, more than likely, <laughs> that would be so strange to keep naming people after you're never mind. So, <laughs> or it's like this... you discover a place and be like, What's this place called? I guess we better change our names then. We're gonna have to change our names if we want to climb to the top. <laughs> During this parade, though, they are unexpectedly attacked. Just these guests that were not invited showed up. Um, Our heroes go to battle and very, very narrowly escape this assault from Strahd, lord of our domain, and his werewolf and vampire minions. Um, Delina uses the amulet and transports them back to Faerun. When they get there, though, where... Where did we find them? Where do we pick them up at? Well, they find themselves in the spine of the world, which, of course, is the mountain range that stretches across the northwest region of Faerun. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And is about uh, the location that they're at, that they teleport back to. It's about half a day's travel from a small mining town known as Fireshear. So they get to this mining town. And soon after their arrival, the city is then attacked by a group of frost giants uh, who are also holding a white dragon named Nylanth captive. Mm-hmm. So, and if if these sort of exploits sort of sound like very episodic, it's because, you know, one, like the, the Barovia part of it is mm-hmm. like one series of the comic book. Uh, like the the comic book it's it, they're not it's not like a monthly thing they do like five to six ep- issues of of it and then take a break and then do another five or six or whatever right so uh, they have it broken down like like the modules when you're playing a game it's broken down into little sections then exactly and so okay. that's kind of like why it's like oh this happens and then they sort of do that and then then something else happens and so it's it's very much like you know like yeah like you said like a, like you know, like D module so mm-hmm. they're in fire Shear, attacked by frost giants they're holding nylanth the white dragon captive and so the adventurers the heroes of baldur's baldur's gate uh helped by a detachment of griffin riders they defend the city from the attack while also setting the dragon free however the heroes soon have to escape because it's revealed that the leader of these frost giants one lord gritmort that is, is a actually, great name it's for a, a frost giant. Name, yeah. That is the perfect name. <laughs> and so Lord Gritmort is actually holding one of Nylan's eggs hostage in Rude. exchange, uh, not even in exchange, like as an extortion for her 
cooperation. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly why, you know, Nylanth, you know, she, uh, Nylanth wasn't necessarily, um, you know, working with them or, uh, you know, through, um, you know, by, you know, by her own desires of her own volition. Yeah. She's being, yeah, was blackmailed into it. And so, Nyland uh, is forced more or less to uh, cause a, a cave collapse, which causes the heroes to have to escape. And mm. this is all part of a plan involving a dragon orb to uh, um, by Lord Gritmore to attain power in the giant power structure, the, the hierarchy known as the Ordning. Okay. Eventually, though, the heroes of Baldur's Gate do <laughs> save the day, as heroes are known to do. Uh, That's kind of their thing. Kind of their thing. It's kind of like, it's what heroes do. Mm-hmm. Nylanth, uh, her dragon egg is safely recovered. The dragon orb is separated from Gritmort. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in the midst of all this chaos, of all this fighting, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Boo ends up drinking a potion of growth. And for a short time, it becomes a giant miniature giant, giant. space hamster. <laughs> <laughs> just drawing the lines while you're saying it have to gesture at each like, word it's like giant miniature, miniature it's, like kind of, giant miniature. it's like when you're saying like oh like yeah my cousin's uncle's brother yes and you're like who is that okay hold on who is that to you're you? drawing the family tree uh so yeah so boo <laughs> becomes a giant miniature giant, giant space hamster perfect so minsk and boo then return to Baldur's gate where they cross paths with a fellow daring adventurer named mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Krigar the Courageous. Uh, now, however, Krigar and Krigar ends uh, ends up being uh, he's described as Minsk's arch nemesis, his arch rival, because even though they're they're you know like we we are his rep, Minsk reputation his is you know his character isn't called mm-hmm. into question. You know he's a hero of the most heroic like variety right right? like that's his job he heroes and despite you know krigar naming himself krigar the courageous he doesn't some for some reason he doesn't want anything to do with our purple tattooed buddy or his or his wise hamster sage uh which is surprising i mean like i mean the sort of um brusque manner of of how he heroes might put you know some people off but it can't be denied that he is in fact a hero unadulterated hero right yeah and so it's surprising that another quote-unquote hero wouldn't want to mess with him and in fact that continues to not to do so even when the blades of burgust which is a gang uh, attacks the city Uh, krigar kills the blades and then reveals himself as an Oni mage. So Minsk believes that Krigar is actually the true threat and strikes him so forcefully that the Oni mage vanishes in a cloud of smoke. Just punched him into a cloud of smoke and poof, he disappeared? I mean, it's... But it sounds like it looked like. Minsk probably believes that, you know, again, Mm -hmm. that... That low, that low intelligence score. However, you know we as you know people who have at least a ten score, I guess. I think I'm cl- close to a ten. <laughs> close enough, right? <laughs> close uh, enough to count. 
know that probably there's some some you know spell casting some arcane shenanigans afoot and we'll probably have not seen the last of Krigar. but uh after that minsk and boo uh go on a series of adventures they help a friend overcome lycanthropy uh they survive a shipwreck that's caused by a giant turtle uh and while doing that they're actually on the ship with volo himself They even assist the Emerald Enclave, which is an organization of druids and the like in Uh Neverwinter in Uh their battle against the four elemental cults. At one point, they even link up with our good friends, Dritz Duerden and Bruner Battlehammer to defend, uh, to defeat the cult of the Eternal Flame, as well as drive demons back from the Abyss who, um, who had actually made their way into the Underdark. Of course. So I mean, there's like they're getting into all sorts of all sorts of tomfoolery and shenanigans. It's just been all over the place. At one point, they're uh, they're out shopping. You know, they're just you know trying to see what kind of uh, fun stuff they can mm-hmm. find, and mm-hmm, they witness mm-hmm. a pair of Hell Riders. And the Hell Riders are the sort of elite cavalry unit. Uh, okay. The Hell Riders are attacked by a Hell Knight from the lower plains. One of them is captured and taken to the Nine Hells. And so, of course, what do you think they did? I mean, they're going to help. They're going to help. They got to go take down the evil. They, of course, they promised to get the Hellrider back. And Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, uh, Minsk is actually uh, almost seduced by a succubus. Oh. And they make their way. They're teleported to the city of El Terrell. Mm-hmm. Just as it was being dragged down to Avernus. Oh gosh! So, Timing. right? <laughs> They're in Avernus. Devils on all sides of them, and so Minsk and allies have to defend the citizens of the city, mm-hmm. who now literally find themselves in hell. They Minsk and Boo fall into a chasm, and they land smack dab in the middle of the blood war. The ageless conflict between demon and devil before Uh being taken captive by a band of scavengers known as the blood rovers they sound pleasant like yeah i mean what kind of you know fun loving easygoing some easygoing guys called wouldn't call themselves the blood rover (laughs) (laughs) and it's during this abduction that Minsk is submerged into the foul waters of the river Styx, and he is stripped of all of his memories and even his instinct for some time. Aww. So all this, you know, heroing because that's what heroes do, and I'm the greatest hero, and I will vanquish all evil. Those instincts are, are gone. Oh no! And it wasn't until he came face to face with the Archdevil Zariel himself. This is the the fun-loving-looking gentleman on the cover of Descent into Avernus. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. You know, someone who you feel like would be a great, you know, would be great at a kid's party. Sure, sure. It wasn't until Mintz comes face-to-face with this archdevil that he, you know, once again, you know, remembers not exactly who he is, but what he is, and that is a hero, that is a champion of good and a vanquisher of evil, and he knows that it's his duty to defeat evil. Of course. Uh, and so when the city of El Torel 
returns to, to the material plane once again and is safe from the fiends of hell. Minsk has, you know, he's gained, he's, he has a sense of purpose restored to him. However, right. his memories are still missing. Oh. And so he spends time listening to the exploits of his life as shared to him by Boo, his faithful oh. companion. Uh, and at first he's like, this, that's, it's, these stories are too crazy. They're too outlandish, too amazing. Like you're, you're pulling my leg, you're yanking my chain. But the rest of the heroes of Baldur's Gate assure him like, no, like you are that you are that that's hero. You. you are that. Mm. That's who you are. You that's are so Minsk. wonderful. And their latest adventure, actually, the late the the latest um, like series, like mini series of comics, mm-hmm. it's actually acts as a prelude to Baldur's Gate three and involves, of course, the mind flayers. Of course. So, again, like uh, mo- it, pretty much all of this information comes from the Baldur's Gate video games yes. as well as these comic books. So if you've got uh, if you're interested in some more Minsk and Boo action, uh, check out those games. You can find the enhanced editions on Steam or on uh, for your PC or GOG. You can also buy them for console. Uh, hopefully, the plan is to um, for myself to stream some of those on our uh, soon to launch Twitch channel. But uh, but yeah, it's a, they're a lot of fun, and then the comic books look like a lot of fun too. Absolutely, need to check those out. Now that we've wrapped up the lore, what what do you have for us as far as magic items? Oh, Mistress Mary has a lovely magic item. Um, I have, inspired by our heroes today, a ball of banishment. They clear marble-sized sphere, like one of those big marbles, big ones that you shoot at things. Um, completely transparent. When it's thrown at a creature, it encapsulates them. Both of these things disappear for one minute. Just poof, gone, right? For After one a minute, minute. Okay, so mm-hmm. 10 rounds of action. 10 rounds of action. After one minute, the ball suddenly returns to either the pocket or the palm or the pouch of the person that had thrown it, the adventure, at its normal size, just back in your hand. You can only do this once a day, mind you. Now, see, it sounds really, really boring. It just poofs, disappears, I'm out of appearance. Okay, banishment spell, whatever. Thing is, what happens when you're in this ball, right? So, <laughs> I'm glad you asked, sir. Um, the creature within it, it's kind of like being trapped in a in a bubble or maybe like a hamster ball of sorts. <laughs> so while you're contained, you can move about in your bubble like a little hamster in a ball. But you cannot run anything over or run into stuff. You can try, but everything within the material plane has you know, magical barrier that prevents you from being able to use it as an attack, except you get whatever your movement is for your turn. You can move or the thing gets that can move that far so that whenever it pops back into reality where everybody and everything can see it, you could have moved and then the ball disappears. Interesting. So is there a, is there a saving throw attached to this? Like if you were, to th- you know the the creature that you're throwing it at i feel like um this might be a little op if you could just you know if you throw it at you tiamat just get it at anybody oh, yeah goodness. just throw it at tiamat and be like all right cool i got you in this ball now i feel like uh there should be some sort of saving throw 
All right. What would you what would you put a saving throw at for it then? What is your thoughts, good sir? Uh, I would. I mean, it could be dexterity since you're throwing something at them, mm-hmm, and they would mm-hmm. have to, you know, weave. Yeah, out I would. Of the way. I would say a dex. Or if it's because it's a magic item, uh, intelligence, or depending on, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of magic it is, intelligence or, or possibly even wisdom. But yeah, I I would say, uh, uh, I'd say probably the, um, probably dex or, or intelligence. I I lean more towards intelligence since it is a magic item. Mm, Yeah. And with it being as small as it is, you might not necessarily see it for dex reasons. But I do, I do like that a lot. I like that a whole bunch. That just, can be used I, for good or for evil. Well, like I said, I, I wouldn't want um, one of my players to get it and be like, oh, there's the, you know, uh, the giant beholder There's uh, that we're supposed to kill at the end of the campaign. Yeah, but it could sneak right up on you, though. The other side of that coin is because it has its movement. Can't touch you or anything, but it can be right in your face when it comes back. <laughs> exactly. That's also a good point. <laughs> I don't think I want a beholder to pop out of the thin air like on top of me. I'm, it's not not one of those you things sure I want to participate in. You know? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't want to behold you this close. Back up. Well, thank you so much for listening to the DD Lorecast again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh we are so excited that you allowed us into your lives thank you and you know we hope to see you again next week of course and of course some of our bonus stuff yeah i was gonna say and if you cannot wait until next week for a new episode you can go to patreon.com slash dnd lorecast and listen to the bonus content that we've already posted and we should have more coming up in the next couple of weeks uh but yeah so that's you know until then i i feel like uh I feel that we've uh we've covered Minsk and Boo, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to give them a sneak peek as to what we have planned for next week. Oh goodness, do we? Well, as we venture into spooky season, yes, you know we're definitely going to you know once October rolls around, I feel like we're already in, you know, we're in spooky season, right? We're tiptoeing. We're, we're tiptoeing, tip-toeing into fall. And so, but, you know, we're going to go hit the high gear as we get, as we hit October and like most, and just about all of our, our subjects will have some, some flavor of horror or spookiness attached to it. But uh, until then, you know, uh, we've got some, we've got a couple of cool episodes planned, Um, perhaps some uh, changeling and shifter action. Yeah. We'll discuss the different races that can, uh, that can go from being one thing to being another Mm -hmm. to alter their appearances. So join us next week for that. Mm -hmm. Until then, my name is Sergio. And I'm Mary. Fare thee well, dear listener. And until we meet again, may all your twenties be natural. Thanks for listening to the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with a friend, following us on Twitter at DND Lorecast, or jumping on the Robots Radio Discord to chat more with us about Dungeons and Dragons. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.